There are so many things that we as humans don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. So I'm here to take you on this exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, Govna. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm running out of quirky ways to open the show, so I'm just going to leave that there. I am your host, Steffi, also known as Spirit Sis. I am a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuitive energy healer. And today, let's dip into the astrology aspects because I got this crazy divine download that I needed to discuss this with you. I don't know why. And it was at, of course, the witching hour where all my good ideas come in. Thanks, spirit, 3 to 5 a.m. And I just like furiously typed this in my notes on my phone until my phone died. So yeah, this, this needs to happen. And here we are. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the moon, everything about the moon, especially when it pertains to astrology. So hang tight if you want to listen to your own moon sign and how that can impact you and your life. But also the moon transits that are happening all the time, that affects you every single month because there is a full moon and a new moon. And some people who are newer to astrology don't realize those moons are actually a part of the zodiac signs, and they correlate exactly with the astrology and transits that are going on at that exact moment, and it is freaking rad. And once you kind of unlock and understand these energies, you can lean into them, and they can really impact your life in such a beautiful way and enhance your life, especially if you're into doing rituals around the moon ceremonies. Oh my gosh, beautiful. It's like icing on top of the cake, especially if you know what that moon can influence for that next 30-day cycle. But if you are a beginning astrology student, or you're just fascinated about astrology, or you just have a foundational knowledge of astrology, you might just know that you have a sun sign. For example, if you're born November 8th, you are a Scorpio. So all of your life, you might just identify as a Scorpio, but you don't realize that on November 8th, when you were born at that specific time, in wherever you were in the world, you actually also have a moon sign, not just that you have all kinds of planets and all different signs and that's when your mind gets freaking blown with all the astrology magic so if you don't know your moon sign or your mercury or your venus for example or your rising all super important for astrology especially for this episode highly recommend you pause this podcast and look it up online. Honestly, just type in free birth chart. Personally, I like astro.com. Uh, Cafe Astrology has a re- is a really good resource as well. So type in your little info. If you don't have the exact birth time, what are you doing with your life? You need your exact birth time. <laughs> as any astrologer or witch will tell you, that will literally change your life. But if you don't have it, just write unknown birth time and you'll still be able to get your moon sign Well, I mean, it could change depending on a few things, but you'll be able to tell if you're in between one or two moon signs. So hopefully I didn't overcomplicate that right off the bat, but let's keep trucking along because we got a lot to talk about today. 
the moon represents so many, you know, pretty profound and beautiful things in mankind, not to mention how they even move the tides. I mean, can we talk about that kind of force the moon has? If you don't believe that the moon can affect you, just look at nature and how it affects nature. I mean, women literally ovulate and have their menstruation cycle based on the moon. So if you didn't know that, hot tip, <laughs> which I freaking love because all my friends text me when they're about to get their periods and they're like, is there a full moon coming? I'm like, yep, girl, you're right on schedule. Anyway, let's talk about the moon though when it comes to astrology. So the first thing I look at in a birth chart, when I'm interpreting someone's chart, I look at their moon sign. It tells me a lot about how the person craves comfort because that's exactly what the moon provides. Think of the moon as this big mama energy because the moon is governed by cancer, which is literally the fourth house, literally home, mama energy vibes. But the moon is here to provide comfort and nurturing into your life. So when I think of the moon and the moon sign, I think of like what makes you feel cozy and warm and how can you feel protected and nurtured through the energy that your moon sign provides. The moon also represents emotions, your emotional body, how you emotionally connect to other people, and truly where you can kind of show up in your life when it comes to what you truly crave and want in this emotional experience. And the moon has a lot to do with your intuition. So when you are feeling like you're blocked and you're confused about what's going on in your life, you definitely have to look towards your moon because that is a basic level need that you'll always have to have. And you know, I have a very personal relationship with the moon just because I'm a double cancer and that's my chart ruler. Like my entire life is ruled by the moon. Um, But not only just that, I think it's really good to have the moon in your corner when it comes to your comfort, your needs, your manifestation, your intuition. And just in general, I think it's a really good thing to be connected to nature. So if you want to get more connected to the moon, you can do a few things. You can go outside every night and just kind of bask in the moonlight, or you can every new moon or full moon, depending, you can actually put out some water to bask in the moon, in the moonlight. The moonlight can also cleanse your crystals if you have them. It helps with some injuries or something that you're nurturing back to health. Remember that the moon nurtures. Or if you're feeling super super emotional or you feel a little out of whack, sitting in the moonlight, reconnecting to the moon will actually balance some of these um, more emotional peaks and valleys that you might have. The last thing I'll say about the moon is she is a reflector, right? She reflects light off of the sun and that illuminates a lot of stuff that has kind of buried deep within us and I'm talking some kind of darker more intimate more secret sides of the of ourselves that's where the moon brings I guess darkness to light even in tarot when I pull the moon card for someone I'm like oh, okay there is some kind of subconscious or some kind of limiting belief and they're not truly um seeking the truth here and I'll probably do a whole nother episode on the different types of moons you know eclipse dark moon waxing gibbous 
quarter moon, all that, because super important. So right now I'm going to move through all of the zodiac signs as it pertains to the moon and discuss some of the qualities, but just because you don't have that zodiac sign doesn't mean that you're off the hook. Because the moon transits through these signs every single month, it's important for you to understand that when that moon is transiting into that sign, you will probably get some benefits just by embodying some of the qualities that that moon sign possesses. And then, you know, you have a solar return every month when your moon goes back into your zodiac sign. So that's what makes you feel comfortable. But maybe there's other times in the month where you feel like crap and maybe you realize, oh, it's because the zodiac sign is in blank, you know? So just pay attention to this and, you know, continue to follow your heart, follow your intuition, follow your moon. Let's get into it. Okay, let's talk about the Aries moon. I speak from personal experience because I am an Aries moon. Now, Aries is a cardinal sign. It's very action-packed. It's very passionate. It comes to the table because it wants to do things. So when the moon is transiting in Aries, or if you have this natal position of this moon, you're probably super impatient. (laughs) Like nothing can happen quite quick enough for you. But the good part about an Aries moon is they have tons and tons of friends. You know, Aries loves to kind of spread around optimism and loves to have many different friends, many different shapes and sizes, all different ages, um, you know, all walks of life. That is an Aries moon type of person, but it has a lot of passion and motivation. However, since the moon does govern emotions, Aries moon people are very unpredictable and they're very quick to anger. (laughs) But thankfully, the anger doesn't last long because it's like a quick like boom. (laughs) And then the Aries moon person will just quickly forget about it just as quickly as they got mad at it. So I have an Aries moon. So does my mom and my brother. Growing up, this was very volatile, but also like very forgiving. You can kind of just yell at someone and then walk away and be totally okay. You just need to get out that energy. It's like lightning trapped in a bottle. I don't condone that behavior if you're an Aries moon. I think there's so many more practical ways to work around anger, but most of it is just talking through your emotions. Also, you are best when you are independent. Aries moon people really do need to do their own thing, especially when it comes to passion projects, because that's what makes them feel comfortable. Um, You know, I talked about the moon being a nurturing place. So an Aries moon feels the most nurtured when they're doing their own thing, when they're super passionate about something. I mean, literally the worst thing an Aries moon could do is be bored. (laughs) So that is Aries moon. Let's move on to Taurus moon. So actually, the moon is exalted when it's in the sign of Taurus, which means that it is at a very strong position of the moon. So comfort, cozy, stability, and security is extra important for people who have their natal moon in Taurus. And also the time of the month when the moon moves in Taurus, we might notice that we want to Netflix and chill way more. So Taurus moon people, it doesn't 
take a lot to make them happy. They can be so chill, just like hanging out in a cozy blanket with like the best food that they ever wanted in front of them. As long as they are with people that make them feel comfortable and don't provoke any anxiety, they are actually some of the most like chill people ever. Taurus moons do need money and security to make them feel good. So they usually have a more stable job or at least they know they have a lot of income coming in or they will be with a partner who brings them a lot of comfort when it comes to income because Taurus moons need to know they're protected and loved. Uh, They also, Taurus moons, give out a lot of love all the time and they're constantly like feeling other people's energies. They're really kind of helping people but just make sure if you're a Taurus moon that you're not overextending yourself right you're making yourself feel comfortable before you make other people feel comfortable um, with your thoughtful energy also sex is very important for a Taurus moon sexuality in general and Taurus moon probably a very good kisser they're very sensual they like to take their time and enjoy their pleasures so that is something as a Taurus moon you should not shy away from really lean into the comfort of your own home the comfort of your people the comfort of your support systems and the comfort of your sexuality and pleasure Gemini moons. Okay, Gemini moons feel comfortable through conversations. They need to see the side of every story, every perspective. A Gemini moon is someone that can absolutely talk to you, but then also be able to say like, mm, but I don't really agree with you on that, even though I see your point. <laughs> That's like straight up a Gemini moon. If you ever want to vent, a Gemini moon is absolutely the best person to vent to. They hold space super well and they love to text or talk on DMs or just connect with one another. And that is such a good way to kind of get the best out of a Gemini moon. Gemini moon person may also complicate their own feelings by dissecting kind of every little thing that goes down so they can better understand it, but that's absolutely appropriate from them. And they also like to talk it out with other people through conversation, through intellectual conversation especially, so they can kind of have that aha moment. A lot of times Gemini moons can actually make really good psychologists because they they're dissecting and kind of coming to this conclusion of like, oh, this is why you had that feeling. Well, now this is this is where it led to. They are constantly evolving and really learning about how they approach things through trial and error. So if you have a Gemini moon friend in your life, let them talk things out. Let them retreat if they need to be introverted. Let them talk if they need to just be extroverted and get it out. Um, there's no right or wrong way a Gemini moon will approach things, and I guarantee it's never the same every time. So let them be who they are with their spontaneity and maybe their on and off emotions. Just Just let it slide. Cancer moon. So, you know, you're at home. This is the home placement for for the moon so it feels the most comfortable here and it's a very empathetic place for the moon to sit in it is truly about forming close one-on-one bonds with people that feel like home to you 
And honestly, having a home that's really cozy and comfortable, super important for cancer moons. If they came from a family that was a little disjointed or maybe they felt neglected in any way, the cancer moon will do everything in their power to make home feel like a place that is a sanctuary, a place that is absolutely sacred. But also this means that cancer moons really don't like to leave home. It's like near impossible to get them off the couch. to get them to want to run errands like they just feel like home is like their shit that is where they need to decompress from the world that's where they need to reconnect to themselves and cancer moons in general are very giving and very sweet natured people Um, it's really difficult for them to bring up conflict in other people they would rather just kind of stuff it down Um, they're kind of the kings and queens of uh, passive-aggressive behavior like something could really bother them to the point where they're like absolutely like red in the face about it and they'll just passive-aggressively do something about it totally a cancer moon thing it's okay cancer moons we love you um you know what's funny is they like cannot stand any type of like awkwardness I've noticed this with cancer moons like they literally die at anything that is uncomfortable like they would rather just like brush it aside and make people feel comfortable and like la 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 than rather bring it up too oh my gosh they make amazing lovers amazing partners uh in general just yeah it's it's what else can I say it's a good placement for the moon I actually got dragged on a like some kind of astrology meme account which whatever I don't even care but the post was saying that cancer moons are the most unstable and over emotional of the signs and I actually kind of disagree because since cancer moon is in its home placement it's actually the most like stable like homeostasis cancer moons will definitely get emotional but only when it calls for it and usually when they get emotional it's like an absolute floodgate like they'll absolutely ball their eyes out or they'll get really upset they're empathetic like they feel what other people feel like on a soul level but they don't necessarily like cry and scream and and get really upset if someone's like oh cancer moons are crazy I mean listen we're all crazy but personally I don't think cancer moons are to blame Okay, there I said it. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Leo Moon. Okay, so the best way I can describe a Leo Moon is this is the person you want to bring to any of your dinner parties. They just float around the room. They make everyone feel comfortable. They have a little topic to say to every person that really resonates with that person. They make everyone feel seen and loved, thus making them look kind of like the star like leo moons are so good at kind of feeling the energy and adapting to it while also making themselves look good like it's almost unfair sometimes it's like dude come on <laughs> leo moons okay listen leo moons feel comfortable when they're seen and it's through praise or recognition, um, being on stage. A lot of Leo moons really like to entertain, and that's absolutely what they're good at. 
Now, if you're listening to this and you have a Leo moon and you're like not comfortable with, you know, getting yourself out there, I think it's important to know that getting recognition and getting love and feeling seen is actually what makes you feel the best. So it's like a words of affirmation thing. And don't feel guilty about getting that praise. That's kind of a part of your your karma, your incarnation here is getting that attention and feeling yourself, like really, truly feel yourself. Like a high vibrational Leo moon, like I said, is the best person to be around because when they're in their worth, they actually make you feel seen and then you make them feel seen just by literally having this like love bond going on. Now, when it comes to emotions, yeah, Leo moons can definitely throw fits. Uh, They can be quick to anger, like any fire moon, they're not different in that way. Um, But I think the most important thing for a Leo moon to recognize is that they need to really embody self-love. That is like of its utmost importance because they can't really like give out that energy of love and high vibes. Um, Because trust me, when a Leo moon is like trying to seek attention and they're trying to be a drama queen or king and they're trying to kind of like seek this validation in a way, it comes off cheap. But when a Leo moon is just really vibing on themselves, like really excited to share their gifts with the world because that's what makes them happy, oh my gosh, you cannot look away from a Leo moon. A lot of actors and actresses have Leo moons um, because it's really like it is an empathetic moon sign. It is a very um, charismatic moon sign. So don't feel the need to be, you know, overbearing or, or oh, I don't want to ask for attention. Uh, no, you must. You must a- ask for attention. Of course, when it's coming um, from a loving place and not a self-serving place. You you have, as a Leo moon, a lot of emotional strength. Um, and you are very deserving of it. So just know that the recognition and praise comes to you when you are in your worth. Virgo moon. Okay, I believe there is a lot of karma to having a Virgo moon because Virgo moons can be very pragmatic and solution oriented. So if any type of conflict comes up in their life, they dissect it and become a perfectionist in trying to make it okay and sometimes they ruminate on a lot of the processing they do with their own emotions. Sometimes Virgo moons can come off a little cold but they have um, safety and their nourishment comes from I guess like knowing all of the facts and analyzing data and information and that's If they have a good argument and they can come to the table with A, B, C, and here's exhibit A, and this is pertaining to this part of the evidence, that's going to make them feel (laughs) pretty good. I mean, if you've ever gotten an argument with the Virgo moon, it doesn't go well. It's very uh, cyclical. You, You go in circles because the Virgo moon cannot compartmentalize the empathetic side of the moon that's like, oh, I, I hear you, I see you, I know where you're at. The Virgo moon is kind of stuck on some of these more, I guess, factual things that happen and that can trip up another moon sign if there's any type of conflict. So there is this perfectionist quality of the moon where they want to 
be perfect and I want to say that it's okay to trip up from time to time. It's okay to not understand all of the things that happened. Sometimes people are just assholes <laughs> and sometimes people don't meet you where you're at and sometimes people aren't as solution oriented or as pragmatic and even if people are emotional, that's okay too. That's their own journey. Yours is more of a dissection and coming to terms with, I guess, that things ebb and flow in a natural state and nothing has to be as scheduled or as organized as you think it is, even though the lack of control makes you feel crazy. The Virgo moon's lesson is really to ebb and flow with life and accept what they can't control. And also Virgo moons are really honestly good at being at service. They love to help other people. They love to, especially when it comes to work, <laughs> like, oh, okay, you, you, you don't want to do your taxes? Let me do it. Oh, you want me to grab you a new coffee pot? Oh, I'm going to Target. I'll do it. Like Virgo moons are so giving in that way. Um, so I'm making it sound like Virgo moons are very robotic, but they're absolutely not. They love having their friends. They love having people around that make them feel comfortable. But when it does come to conflict or emotions, Virgos have a more, Virgo moons have more of a difficult time accessing that side of them. That's why I said it's pretty karmic. Libra moons. Okay, Libra moons are here to connect deep with other people and most of their life is in pursuit of either finding a soulmate or a partner or finding um, really good connections of people. Like it's a quality over quantity for Libra moons. The people that are in their life are hand selected because they bring them harmony so the Libra moon is pretty chill, pretty down to earth, but absolutely cannot stand, I guess, any type of like injustice when it comes to other people, um, inequality, any type of thing that feels manipulative or unfair. The Libra moon will kind of come to the defense in the for the underdog, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of sensitivity there. There's depth there. Um, but sometimes very similar to some of the air signs, they can't control some of their emotions because it is uh, not fluid. It, they, it comes and goes like there are some days where they just want to cry all the time. And there are some days where they literally can't muster up a crocodile tear if they tried. <laughs> But for the most part, Libra moons are really here to connect to one, one another and honestly find the beauty and harmony in the world. Like where can they find pockets of peace throughout the day? If it's taking a walk in nature, if it is like, you know, calling a friend and connecting to that friend, if it's a cup of tea, the Libra moons really like routine that is simple and brings them back to the, the, you know, the pleasures of life, just experiencing life and especially experiencing life with a partner. If a Libra moon isn't connected to someone or is single and, you know, doesn't have a relationship, it feels detrimental. It feels like the end of the world. <laughs> they will never admit it. They will never admit it, like ever. Um, but they definitely need some sort of like they feel disconnected if they don't have a partner or someone to share life with. And it doesn't have to be a romantic partner, you know. 
This could also mean a best friend to call, a family member, like a caregiver, mom or dad or sister or, you know, someone in the family that they can just kind of know that's their crutch. That is an absolutely good thing for Libra moons. And, um, you know, Libra moons, again, the inequality, fairness, harmony, I think they just want life to be easy (laughs) and they will take the path of least resistance if it means just having peace. Scorpio moon. Okay, babe. So Scorpio moon is a very intense and a very transformative placement for the moon. So it actually is in a fall position, which means it's a weaker part of the moon, which kind of doesn't make sense because if you think of the moon being a water sign because it's Cancer, you think of Scorpio being a water sign, you're like, oh yeah, it's compatible. But the moon in Scorpio, um, it's tough because there's a lot of soul-provoking things that will happen to a Scorpio moon where they have to really discover their own intuitive gifts by some sort of trauma that happens and the trauma that will, you know, kind of transform your life. But sometimes, you know, the Scorpio moon wants control. You know, Scorpio is (laughs) notoriously known for wanting power, um, which is a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing. But the moon is more of this receptive flow energy and it's hard to kind of give in to the energies of of the moon here um, because it's hard to like want control and be fixated on it and be possessive at times. But the moon in this position calls you to dig as deep as you can to kind of unlock all of the emotional value that trauma or transmutation brings into your life. So sometimes like the Scorpio moon, they have a lot of childhood stuff they have to work through where maybe they weren't able to express themselves in a way or maybe they weren't able to be seen. A caregiver was neglectful or maybe just not in their lives at all. That's very common for a Scorpio moon. So just honor the intensity that you bring into life. Honor that dissection process, but in a in a natural way, I guess I want to tell Scorpio Moon, if you're listening to this, you don't need to force anything. There's absolutely nothing to force here. A lot of Scorpio Moons, too, feel their psychic gifts, and they try to force them. They try to, like, you know, almost jump jump the gun when it comes to honing and accessing their true power. Their power comes from patience, and their power comes from experience. So just know that the more you have compassion for yourself, the more you take it easy, the more you understand your influences and how you became the way you are, the more you'll kind of unlock uh, the moon. And especially if you feel emotions coming on, Scorpio moons will be like, I feel like crying, but I'm not going to. I don't feel like crying. <laughs> that is like the telltale sign of a Scorpio moon. Um, let the emotions come. Like you don't have to be strong all the time for everybody. You're allowed to like go in a corner and freaking cry your eyes out and, you know, understand the way your psyche works. So if you feel yourself crying, let yourself go and try to release control with this placement you know it's there's a lot of karma here on letting people be who they are accepting people for who they are and you can't change someone if you don't like it too too bad so sad 
you cannot change someone. They just have to meet you where you're at. And a lot of times that means saying goodbye. And Scorpio moons are not good at saying goodbye to something because they think they can just continue to change it. But if you're listening to this and you're a Scorpio moon and something's not working out, just leave it. Okay? Say goodbye. Sagittarius moon, you are here for fun and for experiencing life and adventures. You're a thrill seeker. You're here to spread positivity and optimism through your own lens. A lot of Sagittarius moons are very magnetic. They're very funny. They see life in a way that really just brings out humor, especially if something goes wrong. A Sagittarius moon will turn it into something funny almost instantly. Like they can literally shit their pants in front of 500 people and a Sagittarius moon will like get on stage and like show everyone what they did. (laughs) That's like a weird example. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I think I'm feeling the energy of the Sag moon. I'm like, that's hilarious. If you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. Sag moons though will jump out of a plane. They will travel the world, live live somewhere else, you know, they'll be inspired by the moon, their own experiences, and since they are a fire moon, they might experience some crazy emotions, crazy anger, quick to possibly judge other people, Sag Moon, I know you, <laughs> don't judge, um, you know, They are here, though, for the lightness, for the humor, for truth-seeking, and a high vibrational Sagittarius moon will truly seek spiritual practice. They need to sit in meditation. They need to calm their mind, calm their, I guess, calm their impulses in a way, because a Sag moon will just jump, jump to an experience just because they can't wait for the next adrenaline hit, but Sag moons are really good about being the free spirit and the adventurer with a spiritual twist, like seeking knowledge in the pursuit of this higher learning, this there's more to life than this. A Sag moon will definitely be into all the things spiritual and question maybe their own beliefs or religious beliefs, but anything that has to do with traveling, learning, spontaneity is perfect for you and know that there's so much abundance to be had in your life, but all you have to do is just open your eyes and let things in. Obviously take the experiences as they come, but also move through the experiences in a spiritual way, not just for the next quick fix. And last thing I'll say about Sag moons is they definitely can become commitment folks. <laughs> they like to see what's out there. They might get married later in life um, because whenever they connect with someone, they're like, oh man, like, is the grass always greener type situation? So if you're a Sag moon, just take the time to get to know someone in a relationship before you jump in and um, that will lead you to a lifelong partnership that feels fulfilling to you and not boring. Okay, Capricorn moons. Capricorn moons feel 
super good when they are accomplishing tasks and doing things that feel really good for the long-term trajectory of their soul. Every single day that feels like they can, you know, check something off their little checklist, that's what makes a Capricorn moon feel super secure and super stable. You know, Capricorn moons are super hard workers and they're very intuitive when it comes to business decisions and their own career and how they can get there, especially when it comes to interpersonal relationships. But Capricorn moons also really need to work on their boundaries, especially their energetic boundaries, what people grab from them, what people take from them, how, you know, you deal with business is very, I guess, a learning curve for the Capricorn moon because they work so hard and they bury their head in the sand sometimes they're not able to see kind of clearly what's draining them if they are stuck in the rotation of go 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 and this almost hamster wheel of work so super important for Capricorn moons to take the time off and to check in with their body their intuitive body about how they are progressing in their life and truly ask themselves am I happy with this person am I happy with this project am I happy with how I'm showing up at work am I happy with how I'm showing up in the world Capricorn moons feel a need to be, I guess, everything for everyone when it comes to their reputation. So they feel this intensity to show up. But honestly, all they have to do is show up for themselves because one-on-one connections are important to the Capricorn moon, but not so much where they have to like throw away their own sense of autonomy to please another person. I can see it go both ways where a Capricorn moon is so buried in their work that they are just like constantly trying to grind stuff out or a Capricorn moon that is is um, a people pleasing, like wanting to just um, do anything they can to to please this person so they can take a step up on the ladder. So Capricorn moons easily overworked. They need to definitely take a step back and do me time, self-care, self-love, check back in with my intuitive body. What do I feel right now? How can I repair what feels like it's overworked? Or even overbearing. What feels overbearing in your life? It could be people. It could be an object. It could be a roommate, a family member, whatever. I mean, whatever feels like it's too much, the Capricorn moon can easily be like, nope, nope, I don't like the drama. I don't want to deal with it. I'm out. Um, So it's easy for the Capricorn moon to feel burdened by a lot of other people, but also they feel burdened by themselves at times. So Capricorn moon, it is best for you to take a step back and to really slow down if you ever feel burnt out and know that all of your long-term goals will come into fruition. You are honestly always working hard and that you have to trust that the universe will provide that. And because Capricorn moon is at a detriment. It is exactly opposite of cancer. It's not natural for these people to be super in touch with their emotions. It's like a lifelong karmic lesson because as long as they make money, they're happy and fulfilled. But I think if you're listening to this and all of this resonates, if you're a Capricorn moon, that actually digging into your emotions and being 
available, like absolutely saying, hey, like I'm going to show up for my emotions. I'm not going to stuff them down. I'm going to kind of express how I feel. A Capricorn moon can really evolve and really kind of use that Cancer opposition to get the best out of their moon placement. Aquarius moon. Okay, you guys officially puzzle me. I actually have attracted a lot of Aquarius moons into my life, and I can genuinely say that no two are the same. They are so different. Their needs and their comfort levels are so different. So it's hard for me to do a blanket statement about Aquarius moons and like how they kind of fit into the mix because actually what makes them feel comfortable is them being authentically themselves wherever they're showing up that day. An Aquarius moon can be super moody one day and be super detached the next. Typically Aquarius moons are some of the more detached signs where they can literally like break up with someone and that next day be in another relationship. They're like, okay, moving on where maybe another time an Aquarius moon will like break up with someone, think they don't care, and then they'll be sobbing their eyes out like seven, eight months down the line and being like, what did I do? (laughs) So Aquarius moon needs the freedom to go through the ebbs and flows of life when they feel intuitively called to do that. Now, what I will say about Aquarius moons is they absolutely need friends. They need the structure of community and really close friends to get them by. That I think I can safely say is one of the more stable things that a, that Aquarius moon can have because they really do rely on their people. Aquarius moons tend to have like a really tight net of circle that they rely on. I mean, they probably have like five to six go-to like people in their like very close net circle that they can really truly rely on. There can be some iciness when it comes to an Aquarius moon. They don't want to admit their emotions or they don't want to tap into their emotions, so they would rather distract themselves from what they truly feel. Sometimes I think two Aquarius moons can feel a little unfairness or bitterness towards other people. Like why do they get that when I do this much or this, this, that, and they can compare themselves to other people. But the most true form of authenticity comes from when the Aquarius moon is doing their own damn thing. Doesn't matter how weird it is. It doesn't matter how unique, off the wall, or even just independent. An Aquarius moon does need that detachment and even dissociation from reality to to tap into their own creative vibe or their own vibe in general. Aquarius moons do have more of like this really nice creative flow going so when they get into that creative flow it does help them kind of get back to their own state of wanting and that will stabilize some of their emotions but you know It also, the fairness thing comes from feeling fair for a community, like a big community. So maybe Aquarius moons can spend their time kind of advocating for a group of people. That could actually stabilize them as well. But like I said, there's no two, I'm not joking you, there are no two Aquarius moons I've met that have the same type of theme. They are the most inconsistent form of moon sign (laughs) because it just it is it's an air sign at heart and a true air sign that wants to just show up however they want to show up whenever they want to show up so yeah I'm just gonna 
let them use their intellect and their own intuition to decide what feels right for them, but let it be truly unique. Let it be weird. Let it be different. And the Aquarius moon will definitely come into their own when it comes to owning their moon sign. And our last but certainly not least is Pisces moon. Okay, if you have a Pisces moon, you are a deeply empathetic human being. You can feel people suffering. So at an early age, I'm sure this was very difficult. I mean, you can literally watch a commercial and not know anybody in the commercial or what even they're trying to advertise, and you can be in full-blown tears. <laughs> but this this moon does really, really well with creativity, with using the imagination, with really honestly owning that sensitivity as a superpower that's going to do really really well but the environment in which you're placed in it needs to be super secure and stable so that you are able to let your emotions out or you are able to channel creativity you know Pisces moon you know they do well by water and so if you want to pop in the bath or if you want to um, go towards a lake or body of water ocean river it doesn't matter what it is but these Pisces moons will do really well by sitting by in or near water. That will calm down any emotional instability that they feel. You know, sometimes they do get taken advantage of because they are, you know, really, (laughs) I guess, emotionally empathetic and they are natural empaths. So they'll just be really in tune and want to heal everybody. And I think, hell yeah, like if you want to heal, heal, but you also can't overextend yourself to heal everybody because not everyone is actually in need of your healing. You have to pick and choose where you show up for people and have some serious boundaries, Pisces moon, okay? Because you, you, listen, you can't help everybody, but you can definitely show up whenever your cup is full and that will then do a lot more work than you showing up burnt out, answering the film when you don't want to or literally helping a friend move apartments three separate occasions so Pisces moon also they have a lot of like deep wisdom Pisces is you know the oldest sign in the zodiac so naturally they have a lot of past lives that they've worked with a lot of inherent wisdom that they've accepted but that does come with the territory of having sometimes some anxiety or depression when it comes to that so my biggest piece of advice is developing and cultivating a spiritual practice and not using any sort of escape Pisces in general like the sun sign as well they like to use escapism through alcohol drugs sometimes just unhealthy behaviors or even toxic people like they escape through relationships or you know just working too hard I mean there's a lot of ways a Pisces can escape but a Pisces moon especially since they do feel the suffering of other people it it's it's an easy habit to form you know some sort of small addictions here and there so give yourself the space away from other people to kind of discern what's your energy versus what is other people's energy and just because you're a sponge for other people doesn't mean you have to help them if you feel the suffering of a person when you're in yoga class and you like can feel that they're going through something you don't have to like go up and like 
see how they are, just walk away and send them to their light, okay? <laughs> you don't have to take on everyone in the world's energy. I just want you to really own your emotional experience in the most high vibrational way that you can. Awesome. Those were all 12 of the moon signs. Remember that those transit through every single month. We go through all 12. So pay attention to how you feel. Look up the moon sign that day and see if it kind of like checks out with the qualities of the moon and how you're feeling. And in general, I just really hope that this gave you some clarity on your own sign. I love that I had the total purpose of this being like a 20 to 30 minute episode lol that never happens when I'm talking about astrology I could talk about astrology for 15 hours if I had the vocal capacity to do so (laughs) okay well this has been such a pleasure see my voice is like giving out (laughs) this has been such a pleasure I hope to connect with you soon so you can find me on my instagram at spirit underscore sis or on my website, spiritsis.com. Also, if you want to tap into your own intuition, your own spiritual gifts, and finding your own psychic abilities, I just launched a online course. It's a seven-day online course that you take online on your own time, your own schedule. It's called Awaken Your Intuition. Go to my website, spiritsis.com, to find out more. Till next time, love you babies, and remember, look and follow the moon. She's there for you.